Board Life Podcast, episode number 115. My name is Jason Miller. Sorry. Okay, just be more careful next time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, how's everybody doing? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't know it was... Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Sorry. Okay, sorry, it's okay. Uh, how's it... Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I just got a new delay pedal. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Tonight? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How's everybody doing today, tonight, this afternoon, whenever you may be tuning into this podcast here? Hopefully well. Yeah, hopefully well. My name is Jason. And I'm Austin Blaylock. Delaying tonight's podcast in any way that he can. <laughs> anyway, I'm really, we just, whoa. Whoa, whoa was whoa. right. That was scary. I'm just joking. That was funny. I wish I started playing it again. I wish it went on a little longer, honestly. Yeah, me too, but you know, it's, it felt like the right time to pull out of that bit. Yeah, it's it felt like the right time to pull out. How are you? Pretty good. Anything new? Um, I drew a new picture. Mm-hmm. It's of a girl with a black eye. Uh-huh. I saw that. It was good. Thanks. You have such a specific style. I love it. Oh, wow. Thanks. I really do. I like looking at all the stuff you draw because of it, because you have such a very specific style that I think is so cool. I feel like we've talked about this before. I feel like I don't have a style. Really? Yeah. In fact, I was just telling my friend Jeremiah today that I want to work on getting a more consistent style. I feel like you have a good style. It's very, it's, it feels consistent to me. Hmm. It's interesting. So I guess it's all about perception. Yeah, really. I mean, I feel, yeah. Um, yeah. So I drew a new picture, um, dropped my motorcycle today. Oh, God. Okay. So high and low, high and low. Yeah, really yeah. about the dichotomies here on board. Yeah, life. yeah. I dropped it um, in downtown San Mateo. It was very embarrassing. There was a lot of people all around. They all laugh? Um, one little girl did. I saw her as she was driving past. She like was trying not to laugh, but like... How old was she? She was probably like 10 or 12. Okay. Damn, dude. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Savage. Yeah, and then because of that, I think that I broke off my blinker and then lost it like... Straight mayhem and somewhere lost it somewhere along the. On the Isn't that going to be kind of expensive to replace? I don't know, honestly. I'm probably maybe not. Just I, not replace it. You should replace. <laughs> I never even use my blinker, honestly. God. Like I think hitting you the button. Ticket for not having one. Hitting the bu- hitting the <clears throat> button is honestly like pretty inconvenient. Like its location is is like wasn't thought out. That yeah, it's way. on the back of the bike. right? Yeah. You have to let go of the handlebars and lay fully flat on the bike and reach back and tap yeah. the one you want to turn on. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's up on the handlebars, but it's just weird to reach. But, yeah, so I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it'll be expensive. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty bummed about it, honestly. Yeah, right? Yeah, it was like, I don't know what the heck happened. I was pull, I was like, I was like at a stop. I was pulling into a spot, a parking spot. Um, it was like a motorcycle parking spot, so there was like other motorcycles there. Yeah, and like I was like I was backing into it, and then I like needed to like pull out to like re back into it, mm-hmm. and then on the way out, I was like, 
it's like it was like sort of uphill. Okay. Um, like that's how the streets are in San Mateo. They're all like, yeah, the roads in San Mateo are drowned, are crowned drastically, drowned drastically. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. So I was going, so leaving the stall, the parking stall was sort of like an uphill thing, and I was like going out and up. Yes. And then for some reason the bike just shut off. And then Okay. And then I was like and I was also turning, so I was like leaned to turn and I was expecting to be able to stay up by giving it throttle. Yes. But then the bike shut off. And then That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. And so I wasn't able to give it throttle and I was already too far leaned over to like save yourself. To save it, yeah, yeah. It passed that point. I think I've talked that about threshold, that, yep. that point on here yep. before when I dropped my friend's motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You can back into it with your RV and not go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. And so then it was just past that point and I just had to like, I was like trying to hold it up and then I just like couldn't anymore and I just had to lay it down. And then when I like finally got it and then I like got it back up and then it just like wouldn't start for some reason. Wow. And so I was like sort of in the middle of the road, like trying to start it. Oh my gosh. Not like really in the middle, but yeah, like, but I would have stressed out. Yeah. It was a little bit stressful. And then I was like, what the, I was like, what the fuck? Why doesn't, why wouldn't it start? What happened? Yeah. I don't know. It was very weird. And then I just like, like manual, like rolled it back without yeah. it being on into, into the parking spot. And then just like kept trying to turn it on and it was just like, wasn't. And then eventually it did. Well, congrats. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. You got home, so you're safe. Yeah. Hopefully there's not a serious problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I I don't think that I stalled it. It doesn't seem like it. That could have been why it turned off, but... I don't think that that was what it was. I don't think that I stalled it. It didn't sound like a stall just sort of turned off sound like it that's just... so weird how how much gas do you have <laughs> uh it was like it was like half full the tank was half full okay or half empty depending on <laughs> yeah <your Yes>. view. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny little add on there um, um wow yeah i don't okay. know so yeah that was a, a situation well, that was an experience i'm glad you're safe yeah 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 me too i'm sure it's fine i mean uh, that's what amelia Earhart said <laughs> <laughs> yeah well She's still out there somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. She's lost in space and time. Yeah. Aren't we all? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was was definitely uh, an experience. Luckily, my friend Nick, um, when I dropped his motorcycle, showed me how to properly lift up a motorcycle Mm. um, because it's heavy as fuck. You got to snap your back up. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lot of bending and snapping and jerking. Do you jerk your back? Yeah, Yeah, locking my back. I'm jerking it. I'm jerking it. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Um, you're not supposed to live with your legs. It's all in your back. Yep. All back. Um, but yeah, That's why it so, bends, to grab things. Yeah, luckily he showed me how to lift it up because I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have been able to lift it up if I didn't do the little trick that he taught me. Really? Yeah. That's lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that happened today. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, I don't know. That was the most eventful thing that happened to me today. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of eventful. Yeah. 
it was a it was definitely a uh a something yeah and then because uh, what what i was doing was i was meeting my friend jeremiah down in downtown san mateo so we were we were gonna draw and then i like after i like fixed it and like got it parked and then like like everybody who potentially saw it was like gone yeah. you know i like took my helmet off and like stood up and then, like, Jeremiah was getting out of his car, and he was parked right across the street, and he was like, dude, I saw that whole thing. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, fuck, man. That's, like, so, that's so out of nowhere. Why? Yeah. yeah. That would, from what I know about Jeremiah, only he would be the person that was like, dude, <laughs> he was I like, I filmed that. it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, all of it? He was like, no, just, like, after you were, like, picking up your bike. Dude, I, uh, I, he, I follow him on Instagram, and I'm friends with him on Facebook. And, like, I've hung out with him with you in person, like, twice. Mm -hmm. He is one of the funniest people (laughs) I have ever just watched interact with anyone. Because he's just so, he's so funny and so quick, but in such, like, a happy, funny way. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Like, he posted a picture on his Instagram the other day, and it was of the Golden Gate Bridge. It was a great picture, like, Uh very, like, calendar. And uh, Braith commented on it. First thing, it said, where's this? Which is funny already. <laughs> and then <laughs> Jeremiah responded and it said, Bay Bridge, dude. <laughs> and it was just such a funny thing. Uh, like every funny. time I see a Facebook update from Jeremiah, I, it makes me laugh. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny, dude. I, it makes me, every time I go like, damn, I wish I knew you better, man, because this is so good. He was doing this thing to my... Dude, I saw he, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing this thing to my Instagram for a little while where he would like write like a foreigner. <laughs> all, like he would comment like a foreigner. <laughs> like a foreigner would comment and just like have the weirdest conversations with me in like this broken English like like <laughs> dialect i don't know it's God, really man. funny i'll try to find one yeah totally hello my baby hello my darling hello my ragtime gal that's all i got did you find one uh i love instagram let me just go on the record saying instagram is my favorite social media for sure i don't even post very much but goddamn, is it my favorite <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, every, he is so funny. He's such a good artist too. Like, <laughs> so Jason found one. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a picture that I drew of like of th- this guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, we should tell everyone it's like pot belly guy, no hands, halo. Yeah, his hands are connected at an okay. acute angle. Yeah. The okay. joke was he's an acute, he's a guardian acute. What is the name? What is he called? Um. He's a guardian, arms attached at an acute angle. Oh, okay, like Angel. Yeah. Got it. Took me a hot minute. (laughs) So then Jeremiah (laughs) comments on it, and he says, OMG, this seriously most twisted thing I've seen here, and scary too, but not worry. I know this fake just from cartoon. (laughs) And then he tagged somebody in it who God knows who it is. And he said, remind me of cartoon with the emoji and the tears. He just tagged a random person in it. And then, and then, (laughs) and then I was like, and I was like, yeah, don't worry, little girl. It's just a drawing, not real. And then he tagged another random person in it, and he said, this guy draw a cartoon of you. <laughs> Just random. God. <laughs> God, dude. Ooh, so funny. He's so funny. Just like randomly get that as a comment. It's so fucking hilarious to me. 
<laughs> and then another one that I drew of like this guy, the space guy yeah, yeah, yeah. with like a circle behind him. He writes, <laughs> he writes, nice shot, but honestly a little scary. It's this base. Is this based off of real or movie? Thanks. Also, please follow. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I said, <laughs> commented back laughing. Ah, based off real, based off of real, I said. And then he was like, oh, very nice photo. What camera? My cousin takes similar photo. (laughs) And then I was like, no, it's not a photo. I drew it with markers, you know, markers and pens and stuff. He's like, okay, okay, I have similar pen, but it do not come out like that good one. I cannot draw even finger. (laughs) What? <laughs> I cannot draw even finger. <laughs> That's from a different time when we were drawing at this place in San Mateo. There was this lady, she had Alzheimer's and she sat next to us and she and every like three minutes she would lean over and say like and be amazed at my drawings. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Huh? It it was. It was really cool. Like and I was talking to her for like a long time and she just was like she loved them. She loved the drawings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, crazy because they were really grisly of a murder. And she, and she, um, she kept saying, like, wow, you're so talented. Like, I, like, I couldn't even draw one finger. I couldn't even draw one finger. She just kept, every time she would come back yeah, to that us, was she her. would say that. That was her go to. Yeah. You think she's ever, like, when she's cooking, she's like, Louise, you are such a good cook. I couldn't even cook a f- one finger. <laughs> I couldn't even cook one chicken finger. That's how she, me- that's how she measures everything. Yeah. In fingers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Three Dog Night. You know that band? No. One is the loneliest Oh, yep, yep, yep. Number. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that's coming back? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the band that sings that song. It's Three Dog Night. Okay. And that's what they're called. And they measure everything in fingers? No, they, uh, they the name of that band, Three Dog Night, is a old Eskimo uh, saying, and it... Uh, was a way to describe how cold your night was so if somebody asked you like how was your night if it was very cold you would say three dog night because you would bring in your sled dogs to like use their body heat to like keep Mm. warm at night and if you had to bring in three sled dogs it was a very cold night oh cool three dog night sweet so no when i say i had a three dog night no that that means i ate three veggie dogs (laughs) okay and i was real sad you should definitely reach out to me on those nights okay yeah, so just yeah. been in a little bit of a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, so what the fuck? Yeah, I drew a picture and dropped my motorcycle. That's about all that's new with me. It came up with a new joke. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. Um, I'm not really sure when to laugh at these things. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay. okay. I'll look at you and do my eyebrows. Like okay. that. That's the punchline, okay? Okay. Um, <clears throat> No, um, I, I haven't figured it out, but I know like the like it's kind of a long punchline too. But I wanna, I wanna say like I'm like I'm just such like a, I'm such an oblivious person that like I'll be I'll spend three whole days in bed eating nothing but chips in bed, not moving, watching one TV show under the same blanket, not change, not shower or anything, and out loud say, "Man, I sure wish I could tell when a sweet session of the depression is gonna set in." <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, I gotta, I gotta workshop it a lot, but I've been trying to work in saying like when a case of the depression is going to hit or something like that. Cause I said it to someone the other day and it made me laugh. 
<laughs> and I want to tell jokes that make me laugh. So That's funny. Yeah. I hope so. Made me laugh. Oh, so, okay. Good news. Two cool things. Okay, Number one, um, I will be performing at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco on October 13th. Okay. Very excited. Um, so I definitely want you to go. Okay. Um, everyone should go who listens to this, who lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, because Cobb's is fucking huge. I am, I'm so, I can't believe it's happening. Like, okay. this is so cool. I can't That's believe I got sick. booked on it. Like, had to give him my headshot for the flyer and everything. Like, oh, it's going to be great. And then today I found out that I got into the, uh, the He's Not a Lady showcase on the Lady Laughs Comedy Festival in Madison, Wisconsin in November. Whoa. So November 10th, I will be performing at Madison, Wisconsin. Dude. I know. I'm part Do of a Do you have sick- to pay for the plane ticket out there? Yeah, I think so. But I think the hotel is free. Um, Whoa. Yeah, or at least like heavily discounted, but yeah, I think I have to get. Them. <laughs> um, but whatever, I'm, it's, that's still sick. I'm that's so awesome. it's a the festival's huge. My friend Selma got in too. Oh, sick! Um, yeah, I know. I was just like, dude, this is like the best case when scenario. Is it? It's November 10th, is dude when. in Wisconsin. It's gonna be fucking ice cold. <laughs> I <in> know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm stoked, man. I can't believe it. What like what day is it of the week? I think that's a Friday. Whoa! Yeah, it's through the weekend. It's like a three day festival. That's I'm cool. just on the first day. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. I can't believe, I can't believe I got in. That's um, awesome. So congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank That's you. Great. So That's if we got cool. any pe- anyone who listens to this in Madison, Wisconsin, or dude. the surrounding areas, please come. Whoa! Could you imagine if someone came, dude? If somebody goes, they have to say hi to you. Uh, yeah. If you go, you yeah. You have that, to like tell, I will know no one. <laughs> have to say I listen to the Board of Life podcast, and I'll go. Because I hate uh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> because I, every week I listen to an hour and a half of you fucks complaining. <laughs> because I'm so depressed and I was contemplating suicide. And then I hear you two complain about your fucking life. That's perfect. And I go, you know what? Fuck, if those people are that stupid, I can keep going. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. thanks. Uh-huh. I'm glad you liked the show. And she's like, I fucking didn't, you loser. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, no. well. Oh, I don't. I just don't know how to respond. Yeah, it's gonna be ice cold. That's cool. That's cool. Never been to Wisconsin before. Not a whole lot of reason to go to Wisconsin. Yeah, I know, right? Wisconsin's (laughs) close to that place you got pneumonia, right? Illinois. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Let's look at a map. Okay. Um, I don't totally know where Wisconsin is, other than middle of America, very cold. Oh, and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, Wisconsin is right next to Michigan. Is it? Oh, yeah, but wait, you you didn't go to Michigan. What about Minnesota? No, I went to Illinois, which, t- like, Michigan's in. They're all touching each other, I yeah. think. Well, Maybe, I don't out. know. I don't actually know. What Wisconsin. the fuck? Um, Minnesota is somewhere else. Minnesota. Minnesota, I think that's in Canada. Um. Okay, <laughs> nope, definitely not. What? Well, <laughs> I mean, not. it might as well be. Hold up, I'm looking, up, I'm looking it up. I'm just getting a lot of close-ups of Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't want that. How, like, how close-up? Like, dirt? Like, its Wisconsin? asshole is gaping. Oh, you're right. Okay, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Um, what does Wisconsin look like? What's the shape of it? It looks like a weird chicken nugget. <laughs> Let me see it. I'm trying to remember if I... Oh, yeah. That's Wisconsin? I know. It's all blue. Oh, that's on the... Oh, does that touch a Great Lake? Yeah, it touches two. Oh, that's the other... That's like the other thing that's up there. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'll be in uh, Wisconsin. I'm so excited, Damn, dude. that's far as fuck, dude. Yeah, it's a six and a half hour plane ride. Dude, how much is a plane ticket? It wasn't that bad. They were like 250 300 Round trip. Huh. Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to go there. Yeah, especially in fucking... Mm-hmm. Especially in November. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be like... Uh, I have a built-in set. I'm from California. We don't have weather. It's so cold here. How do you guys do it? And they'll be like, it's true. It is very cold. I don't think that's the accent that they have. <laughs> Dude, they do. You'd be surprised. It's crazy. <laughs> and they all wear those cheese blocks on their head because they love the Green Bay Packers, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get up there, make a real classy joke, be like, Green Bay Fudge Packers, right? <laughs> <laughs> you should just do that. Go no, on, dude, and then just get like <laughs> California boy pulled apart by crowd in Wisconsin. <laughs> Green Bay fudge packers, am I right? <laughs> You'll see, like, because they're so fucking old and backwards there, I'll be like in the stocks, you know, with my head in my hands. <laughs> Where the fuck do you think you're going, dude? Dude, they're like pilgrims there, right? But they uh, all wear the fur hats actually, and they all yeah, have blunderbusses. I, I think they are, actually. I think I have family in Wisconsin. Dude. <laughs> hit them up tell them to come to my show uh actually they're like not my real family okay well hit them yeah. up tell them to come <laughs> to my show actually they're dead hit them up tell them to ju- like Haunt leave the show. skeleton army and come to my show no rusty swords <laughs> um, um yeah. but yeah i got it's i'm i can't it's it's crazy that is that's cool i uh when i submitted for it i didn't not i definitely did not think i would get in um but I when did. is that it? oh november yep damn that's cool, dude. Yeah. That's those shows are cool. one month apart. So I go up at Cobbs, live the dream. What's Cobbs? Why is that such a big deal? Um, Cobbs and the Punchline in San Francisco are the two like comedy, the two big comedy clubs. Mm. Um, so, and my, my dr- like dream for my San Francisco comedy career is be able to go up at the Punchline. Mm. Um, so going up at Cobbs is like, it's like a lateral move, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. So, uh. Very lucky to that have is. gotten on that show. That's so. cool. That's super cool. I know. I'm I'm so excited, man. Dude. I'm so excited. Damn, son. You're a stand-up comedian. I know. My I am. My friend Austin's a stand-up comedian. Traveling. That's what I tell people now. I have a friend. He's a stand-up comedian. and His name is Austin. And he's fucking... And they're like, is he any good? And you're like, mm. let's just say he doesn't have any specials on Netflix. <laughs> and they're like, dude, what's stopping us from making a special in Literally nothing, except, like, my total time of material. Mm. So I could. Also, found the perfect place to run a show in San Jose. Very excited. Uh, my friend Kaylee turned me on to it. It's this comic book store that has a full theater and a bar in the back. Wow. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, great. That's so, cool. So I'm going to start tra- getting in there, trying to produce a monthly show up in there that I'll be hosting. Dude. And I'll probably call it, like, Fudgebackers. <laughs> um, um, I, I kind of want to shut the garage. I'm a little cold. You can do it. All right. So what's ex- most exciting about, uh, I mean, the Wisconsin thing, I'll have another airplane ticket to add to my one pocket of plane tickets that I have in the one jacket. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, 
it's very exciting. And then, like I said, I found that venue, so I'm going to start talking to them. Hopefully, be producing shows starting in like December, um, and then just do those like monthly, maybe twice a month. I would like to do one in San Jose and one in Livermore. So like, do yeah. run two shows a month just in different places. That'd be cool. Just because then one I wouldn't have to drive to, but I don't. Th- I think it's harder to get people to Livermore shows. Probably. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they'll let me go up at the Bankhead. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. Um, very exciting. So now to switch gears into something less exciting, but something I want to talk about. Okay. Um, it's something that happened to me just yesterday. Ooh. Okay. It's a uh, it's a dream that I had. Whoa. And it really fucked me up. Um, yeah. Okay. So in this dream, oh, I was dying. Okay. Because my lungs were filling up with blood, and I kept coughing it up. Um, and I was like in this weird hospital and in the dream I had to individually like say bye to all my family and friends and everything. Cause I was just like, well, this is it. I'm dying. Damn. And like everyone, when I would, I would have coughing fits in the dream and cough up this like viscous, thick, like brown blood stuff. Oh. And everyone would be like, oh my God. And I, in the dream, I was like, this is what it feels like to be, I'm dying. Like every time that would happen, I'd be like, this is it. This is where I die right now. This is what having like a heart attack is like, oh my God. And everyone would be like, oh my God, this is it. He's dying. And then I like wouldn't, and I would like, <laughs> recover a little, but I cried a ton in the dream because there was so much of that. Like, like yeah. I was just saying bye to everyone. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so like, it was crazy to me how many people were in this dream of mine, um, it was nuts. Um, wow. And it was it was awful, dude. And I was wearing that, like, blue hospital gown, but it was, like, constantly covered in, like, my blood because I was, like, throwing it up. Jeez. And, like, my lungs were filling with fluid. And I was, like, Bleh. but I was so scared. Wow. It, I was so, so scared throughout the dream because I was, like, I'm so afraid that, I, that I'm about to die. Do you think you were, like, coughing in real life? I don't know, maybe. Because I've been were, coughing lately. Do you think you were crying in real life? Mm, I, when I woke up, I felt like I had been crying and I wanted to cry more. Yeah. Um, it was so, oh my God, it was like really gut wrenching. It was so brutal. Um, like even like I had to say bye to like my cousin Garrett in it. It was awful, man. Um, and I, like I said, that like I was so, so scared. Mm. And I cannot even explain to you the like the f- overwhelming feeling of relief that I had when I woke up yeah, and went like, <clears throat> Oh my God, that was a dream. <laughs> I'm not dying. Like, wow, that's pretty I've had like vivid dreams the last two nights. That was one of them. Mm-hmm. But that, and I was, I was, and then I woke up and I just wanted to cry. Cause I was like, I just had to like, my brain has gone through, dying and saying bye to your whole family prematurely yeah like i was the first one to go um shit and i just like i felt so awful and i just like wanted to like call all my friends and be like hey you didn't actually do this but you came to my hospital in the dream and watched me throw up hershey syrup <laughs> um and you were really nice so thank you was i there mm-hmm. oh well that's a surprise why I don't know, you I had just... your motorcycle helmet though. Oh, sick. <laughs> like, yeah, you were like <laughs> you were like fully suited up. Um Yeah, it was dude, it was crazy. I I was just overcome with like like this relief, but then also like intense worry for the first hour that like 
I was having that heart attack and I had like gone into like a coma and this was just like my brain was like flashing through everything. Whoa. Um, Damn. Yeah, I was. I thought that for like a straight up hour where I was like, I, this could not be real. Like, like your real life was a dream you thought? <clears throat> yeah, like I was afraid that like the dream had was my real life and I was just in some weird like coma thing. Um, it was, dude, I was so scared. Um, was that like an actual fear or was that just like a, whoa, wouldn't that be weird? If this no, was it was like an actual fear. Whoa. Um, That's really scary. It was really, yeah, dude, it was terrible. And so I just like got up and like normally got dressed and like, like I was going to uh, school or whatever and was like, okay, like just just be normal i guess like you're f- it's fine oh god yeah. it was awful dude it was awful um <clears throat> it was so crazy that is crazy that's uh um, that's really that's a really crazy thing to deal with like death and dreams is the weirdest shit yeah especially especially when it's you yeah like people dying in dreams is like crazy also but this was like like i don't think i've ever died like knowingly died in a dream i knew after the fact when i woke up that i went whoa i died in that and that's why i woke up but yeah. like this was like i was up fr- i was in the process of dying and i knew it could happen anytime so anytime i would start to cough yeah. and cough up this stuff i was like this is it like i Damn. i'm so afraid of how this is going to feel or like what yeah what were you like thinking about when you were when that was all happening what was i thinking about yeah like in the dream like what was it like yeah i guess just what was it like i guess to be to like think that you were gonna die um not fun because i didn't feel like i was at peace like i didn't feel like i was like this i've had a good life and i'm ready to go it was like my brain like just jumped to it so it didn't have like the stones of like coming to peace with it it was just like here we go time to die and so i was like no like i don't like, I don't want to die. Like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, like, <clears throat> I like when I'm not dying, I'm thinking, like, man, I would really love to know what it's like. Because when you die, you find out what happens after you die. Yeah. And I want to know that, but not bad enough to die. Right. Um, For some reason, I thought I was thinking there was a lot of red. Uh, what do you mean? Like, just when I think of, like, when I, when I remember the dream, um... Like when I'm trying to think of what I think about, I just like think of the like the literal color red. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that was weird. Um, it was just I was just very scared, and I was very sad that I was not. The, specifically, I was I was telling everyone like I, I'm so sorry that I don't get to be here to see all the things that you get to do. Whoa. Like I like that was that was what I said to pretty much everyone is I was like I am so sorry that I don't get to be here to watch you do the cool the the things you're gonna do like. It makes me sad that I'm going to miss all of this. Um, yeah, and there was a lot of the, like, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so happy that I know you, yeah, and that I got to know you, and I'm just I'm just sad that I'm going to miss it. Huh. And that was it. That was, <clears throat> like, the keynote to every person. Yeah. And then, like, it had, like, personable stuff, I guess. No sure. jokes, though, surprisingly. Um, huh. That seems like something that... That seems like a that seems like a positive thing to me. Yeah, yeah. I was just when I when I came out of it, I went. That was probably the most organic way I would have reacted. And I I didn't make any jokes about like that at all. I was just like, look, I don't know how much time I have, so let me tell you this real. Yeah. Um. That was it's good for sure. Um. Seems like you know like uh, better use. 
Well, it just seems like... It seems like that should be something that... It seems like... What am I trying to say? It seems like your dream was trying to tell you to... To, like... To do what you said you were sad you weren't going to get to do. What? Like, see everyone do things? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I had, like... I'd been thinking a lot because of that song by the Devil Wears Prada Asteroid. Like, if an asteroid was going to hit the Earth, and I knew it, and we all knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, we were watching it get closer and go, like, okay, well, this is it. Like, I, I can't, like, I was thinking a lot, like, what would I do? Like, what would I, de- what would I decide was the thing I wanted to do? Yeah. Like, who would be the person that I went, like, I want to go see this person. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure that this, like, that this time is spent this way. So that probably influenced a lot of it, which sure. was a lot of me going like, my time's gone, man. I'm sorry that I'm not here to see this. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was rough, man. Yeah, it was really, it was really rough. Um, yeah, that sounds rough. Yeah, it was only, not fun. I can only imagine. I could, I couldn't imagine. Maybe I could imagine. I don't think I could before, and now I have, like, a bit... Even now, I can't imagine it, because, like... Now I, like, looked in on it a little, I'm like, oh, my God, like, if that was... If I didn't have the luxury of waking up... Yeah. Can't imagine what that was like. Like, what that would be like. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's true. Man. It was... Yeah, dude, it was... Oh, my God, it was awful. You think it's because of, like, all this... You think it's, like... Do you think it's because of that song? A lot of it, yeah, for sure. Do you think it also has anything to do with, like, the other things that sort of happened? The last I mean, that, yeah, for sure. That's kind of, <clears throat> I think that's what brought me to start, like, exploring, like, sadder music again and stuff like that and kind yeah. of going into that place and, like, um, you know, just, like, thinking about everything that's been happening and uh, being sad about it. Yeah. I think that definitely dictated some of it. Because, um, like, what a lot of it with my, to get very real, with my grandma passing away, she had very, she had really bad Alzheimer's, so she didn't know really what was going on. Yeah. So she didn't have, like, the full mental cognition for, to, like, say goodbye. Say, yeah, to really say goodbye to anyone. Like, I, I, like with the intention of, like, this is it. Yeah. Like, um, right. So that made me really sad just cuz like i when i if i when i pass i almost said if i pass away when i pass away like i want to know so that i can say like hey right. like yeah this is this so you could sort of like make your pieces with yeah so that everyone can just know like i care yeah okay like yeah. i don't i don't want to leave anyone going like oh but what would he have said right. i want you to be like look you know like, yeah yeah for sure um and yeah, so that was part of it. That song, like I said, that song is like, it just made me think about it a lot. Plus, that song I fucking love. I think it's such a good, heavy song. Um, and I, <clears throat> yeah, I've just been thinking. I've been thinking a lot about that and a lot about space in general and how like, it, like, what would I do? Like, what would I do if they said like, okay, we're gonna colonize Mars one year from now? Like, we'll take anyone who signs up gets to go. Like, would I sign up and go? Mm-hmm. What would I do? Like. All of these things that are very, like, um, very concrete and very, like, I won't see you ever again. Like, yeah. like if that happened, it's like, it's like when you went, like, when people left, like, England or wherever to come to the colonies, basically you were saying, like, bye, family, I will never, ever see you again. Yeah. Like, I'm basically dead. I hope I make it. Um, 
And so I was thinking about that with the whole, because the Mars colonization thing, I know there was a sign-up sheet like two years ago, and they're supposed to colonize it within like in 10 years is Mm -hmm. the first like mission. And it's a one-way trip. You're just going. Yeah. Um, And I was thinking a lot about that and going like, what would I do? Like, what would I do? Um, It's just, uh, there's been a lot of that on my brain. A lot of space thoughts and space makes me feel very small and insignificant. And that makes me go like, if I feel that way, then I should let everyone around me know that I don't think they are. And everyone will just feel better then. Yeah. Cause like if you can, if you look out and go like, Oh my God, nothing we do here matters. But then someone says like, no, I care about it. Then you're just like, Oh, okay. Well that feels better. Yeah. Like, like all you need is that person going like, what? No. Right. Um, so it made me think a lot about that. Like I said, it's, uh, it just made me think a lot about how I like talk to people and stuff yeah. and how I just, I like the idea, like being more like, I really care about you and I like what you're doing and like just paying, like being just nicer. Yeah. Um, just a lot about that. Um, it really fucked me up, man. That dream specifically like the, it was like a culmination of a lot of, cause like if you listen to last week's podcast, you know how much blood I threw up. Yeah. That's <clears> interesting <throat> too. So it came and that was something that when it happened, scared me so much. And so then it happened again in the dream and it scared me. It's, I had the same sensation of like, Oh my God. Right. Only this was like a cartoonish amount of blood, you know? Yeah. And it was like, it, it was like, like a oil. Um, <laughs> It was crazy, man. It was yeah. absolutely insane. Um, I've just been having really vivid dreams too lately. What was the other one? Well, the two. other one, the, what I remember about it is I remember I was texting people in my dream. like, And I remember like what the conversations had said. So when I woke up this morning, I grabbed my phone and went looking to go respond to them. I was like, what the fuck? Where are they? Like, yeah. And then, and that's when after like 10 minutes of looking, I like put my phone down and went, Oh my God, I was dreaming that. Like, <laughs> okay, but it yeah. was just very, like, I got up in my dream and was texting people and getting ready for my day the same way I always do. Like, listening to Oasis, I think the documentary I was watching, the documentary I was watching that night was playing on my TV exactly where I had left it off, which means it was just playing while I was sleeping and I was just, like, registering it. Uh huh. Um, which is crazy. I had a dream like that one time where I was, uh, I was on the way to school and I was asleep in the car and the radio people, the people who were on the radio show we were listening to were, uh, sitting on my couch talking and I was just sitting there listening to them and I could see them all. And then when I woke up, their conversation was exactly going where it had been. My brain was just like inputting that audio and like making sense of it in my head. That's pretty cool. So I was doing that in my dream. I was watching the Oasis documentary that was on, um, and I was just like getting ready and like kind of watching it and texting people and. Hmm. Text and I don't know why I was texting so much. Like I had two hands, but was brushing my teeth too, but like not <laughs> thinking about it. Um, and then I got so mad when I was like, "What the fuck are these messages? Like I have something really funny to send them." Yeah. And I was like, uh, "Okay." I had some dreams like that, like not too long ago, of seeing me sending text messages and res- and getting text messages, and mm-hmm. then like waking up and like wanting to read them again, and them not being there. Yep. And like being like fuck i just dreamed that like god damn it It sucks right yeah yeah it sucks really bad i also had a dream i'm not sure if i talked about them on this podcast or not but (coughs) i had some dreams of death like a while back um and uh 
They were terrifying. Oh, yeah? They were like, the most terrifying what happened? thing. I think, did I ever tell them to you? Do you get shot? No. Then they I weren't me dying. So. They were of people that I love dying. Okay, no, I don't think so. Um, Ashton. Okay. Oh, yep. I did do I, remember that one. Did I tell you about that one? I think so. Did I talk yeah. about it on here? I believe you did. Right. Maybe give us the cliff notes real quick, and I'll see. It was basically just like um, Ashton is like this little kid that I love a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was just like a clo- it was just like a clo- like I was just like staring at him in the face, like really close to his face, though, like maybe yeah. like a foot away from his face. So his face just took up basically like my my whole field of view, and he was like, he was like calling my name. He was like saying my name, Jason, 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 and I was like, what? Like what? I'm right here. What? 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 And he's like, Jason keeps keeps calling, and I'm like, what? And then like in like a split second, everything like flashed and like did like an like a almost like an rgb split where Whoa. like all the like color shift and yeah. like like and then it was like that what's that movie um silent hill uh maybe is that the one with pyramid head i think so that's the one where like everything like or it's it's also it, then it was sort of like here's a more like relevant reference um this um the upside down mm-hmm it was like that. Whoa. But this was before I watched Stranger Things, but it was like the upside so down you where like invented Stranger Things. Yeah, like everything changes and it's the same but it's like a dead version so of that. So it went that. to the Vale of Shadows. Yes. Yeah, and everything changed and it was like a dead version of the real life thing. So so it's Ashton's face, me looking at him, um him calling my name and then boom everything changes and then it's just Ashen's face still there, but just blood is coming out of his eyes and out of his mouth and out of his nose and out of his ears. Oh my god! And he's just and he's just dead and he's just like he's like not dead, but he's like dying or something. Yeah. And like he's just like crying and but there's like so much blood and he's just like a zombie like fucked up dead thing and he's like ah and then it like cuts back to then like regular jumps back to regular and then I like woke up from that. And then, like, fell back asleep and then had a similar dream where, like, it was, like, Avila calling my name. I was, like, walking through a house and, like, it was, like, Avila, like, calling my name. And, like, she was, like, calling for help. Mm-hmm. Like, Jason, help me. Help me. Please help me. And I'm, like, trying to find her. I'm, like, calling her. Like, where are you? Where are you, Avila? Where are you? <coughs> I'm, like, w- like, wandering through this house and, like, looking in all these different rooms. And it's the same thing where it's, like, pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I get to this room and there's, like, a table in there. And, like, there's nothing really in the room. And then it, like, changes to, like, this upside-down version. And then, like, just, like, hear the most, like, blood-curdling scream from Avila. And she's just, like, being murdered somewhere. Ugh. Like, and it, like, ch- and then, like, changes back. And then, like, woke up from that one, God. like, really quickly. Ugh. And, like, woke up and just, like, was, like, I'm sure felt similar to how you felt. Just, like, well, I don't know. You said you felt happy that you weren't dying? Well, yeah, I felt relieved. Yeah, I mean, I felt, like, felt like not relieved. I felt like like that like that just really happened. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't have felt relieved at all about that one. I would have felt like a fucking failure. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, and and it was like, yeah, it was fucked. I couldn't fall back asleep that night. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to either. Holy shit. Yeah, those were, like, not fun dreams to have. 
Good God, man. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, man, uh, sometimes dreams just really get to me. I mean, I've been on this podcast classically saying, like, listen to this dream that I had. And normally they're, like, these wacky, crazy, super long, like, dumb, objective, but story-based dreams. (laughs) And then this one was, like, I was dying, and I just had to sit down and tell everyone that I loved them and that I was going to miss them, but that I was dying. And this was it. And that's fucked up. Um Fuck, and then the Avila getting murdered in the house thing fucks me up. I will say, I love a good mystery, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think there was much of a mystery. Who did it? Exactly. Ashton. <laughs> I don't think there was anybody who did it. I don't. Well, in the dream, yeah. I mean, clearly. I mean, there was, uh, if it was real, then yeah, someone had to. But no, I'm just saying, like, I love, like, I love a good, like, in the Silent Hill video game in the first one, like, throughout the game you find like pieces that explain that your like, your character was like a like a neglectful father and his kids dead or whatever wait in silent hill the first one um you played the game for like the playstation one i watched my brother phoenix play it because mm. i was too scared oh um yeah <laughs> very old um but it was really cool um stuff like that like games like that where you slowly go like oh that's what this is actually about um you know that's the kind of stuff that i really like um so yeah also i watched a documentary recently for everyone um on john benet ramsey that little girl who was murdered back in 1996 clearly her parents were involved with it um why do you say that because they clearly were. There's no way they weren't. Um, in like, my what, opinion, like, like why? Why would they have been? Involved? Do you not know about this? No. Okay, John Benet Ramsey. I was only three when that happened. Same. <laughs> and I got away with it. Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, um, John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey. Her first name is John Benet. It's a weird name. Um, she was a six-year-old like beauty queen, like pageant. Okay. girl who on christmas uh was reported missing by her parents like christmas night yeah and then um yeah they started searching for her and stuff search the whole house can't find her also just so you know her parents are insanely wealthy okay like w- beyond belief her father makes like more money than fucking the beatles okay maybe. <laughs> um so at least more than Ringo. Um, <laughs> Ringo. <laughs> um, so she's gone and they go searching and the police already handle it pretty poorly. They come in, they search the house. They can't find her. Everyone's frantic. And the dad's like, I want to, I want to find her, blah, blah, blah. And so they go, okay, well, we're going to go, we're going to leave. Why don't you search the house again? Call us if you find anything. Um, and within like a an hour i will say to be generous of them being gone he finds her in their basement offshoot hidden wine cellar just on the floor and they're dead and then instead of just leaving her there he carries her upstairs and lays her down and then when the mother sees she throws herself on the body crying 100 percent contaminating everything there yeah there was a ransom note left written on a legal pad that was in their house 
that was theirs with their pens. How do you know it's their pens? Because I watched the documentary. Like, and it that's like it's a no, it's a thing. Um, okay, okay. So, well, yeah, that's a smart crook. I think. But hold, and the crook also asked for the exact amount of money her father had received as his Christmas bonus that year. Uh huh. Okay. So like, mm. and he they and they ruined the crime scene something that every person with a fucking brain knows not to do dude if you find a body you don't fucking touch it (sighs) like i get it it's your kid but like come on i don't know and also like i am a little skewed because like they put her in pageants and it's fucking gross so she look i can't look i look at her and i go she looks like a fucking woman (laughs) and she was six and the the thing that they can't get over is that weird DNA was found in her underwear that was not that they have not been able to identify belonging to anyone. Hmm. So that's weird. Alien DNA? No, like human. But yeah. like people are like, <laughs> she was sexually assaulted then, but by who? And they're like, we have no idea. It doesn't match anyone. Um, did they did they like test the dad and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like they tested. Yep, didn't match him. Also, there was a bowl of pineapple with a fork in it on their goddamn table, and in her stomach was undigested pineapple. So, like, she was fucking alive recently. Yeah. Recent enough for the pineapple to still be out. Yeah. Fucking crazy. So, they've Whoa. never figured out who it was. Um, well, they never figured out who it was. Found out in this documentary, there's been tons of people they've brought in for it. Um, unfortunately, one of the guys like said, oh, I think it was this guy. He's dead now, but here's all these things that would make sense that he like semi fit it. Um, but I don't think, I think his DNA didn't match up, but he had a history of like being attracted to little girls and being violent and her skull was caved in also. Um, jeez. Yeah. He was, it was brutal. Um, well, what benefit did the parents have for killing their daughter? Fuck. I don't know. Um, I heard one good theory on a murder well, what, podcast about it. Well, what, what's their, what would be the point of it? Like you could blame the parents, but like, I want to know, well, like, hold on. This theory is the only tangible way I could have thought to explain it. Um, is that she had an older brother who was like a little mentally weird and he, uh, had like been violent with her before. And so one of the thoughts is that he like, cause she was bludgeoned over the head, but then she was strangled to death. She died from asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. So one of the thoughts is that maybe the brother hit her and the parents were like, oh my God, like we have to say he's, he'll go away forever for this. So we have to like kill her and f- set it up. So it's not him what? or so it doesn't seem like it's him, which kind of makes sense. No, that doesn't make any sense. It does. I do. Yeah, it does. If like your parents are fucked up. And they had love one kid more. Well, yeah, but if the girl didn't, did the girl die from her? Are they saying the girl didn't die from getting hit in the head? So why would the kid go away? Because he would still like, he had done significant damage. Like blunt force trauma was applied to her head. She just died from the asphyxiation. She probably would have died from that. Huh, I don't know. That seems, that seems like, so anyway, that seems like a stretch. That. Then there was a grand jury held and okay. they voted. You find out in this, that they had voted to convict the parents of being accessories to murder and for child abuse because of all of this shit. But the uh, DA decided to drop it because they're such wealthy, upstanding citizens in the community. He didn't think that it would give them a good reputation. So they were vo- a jury voted to convict them, and the guy went, oh, let's just not. 
And hmm. it was like, so that's already weird. So then flash forward to like 2000, they start getting these emails from Thailand saying like, I like describing the crime scene in full detail and saying like, I was there the night she was killed, blah, 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 blah. all this stuff. Um, this guy saying that he loved her and blah, 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 blah. They find out who it is. They bring him to America. It's this guy who used to be a teacher, but he was charged. He was getting charged with like pedophilia. So he fled the country to Thailand. Um, but his DNA doesn't match. And he says he didn't kill her, but he was there the night that she did die. And he can't explain a lot of it, but like, he, and it was an accident and all this stuff, but he won't tell you who did it. He was just there and blah, blah, but he loved her and he felt so bad about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, Whoa. crazy. So that guy got off because like, there's nothing because yeah. the DNA doesn't match. It's not his. And he just like is a fucking wacko. <laughs> then you find out he had himself castrated because he's a pedophile. And so he said, I don't want to be that anymore get take it off dude um so in thailand he had himself castrated so that he was so that he will not be attracted to children anymore um, did that work so kind of american hero i don't know he looks like a fucking q-tip <laughs> ghost man i'm so i was like afraid looking at him and he's so like well, you guys already ruined me blah 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 like this country shredded me blah blah, blah. And i was like you were sending fucking emails to the police department saying that you know how this girl died what do you think was gonna happen bud like Holy shit, that's terrifying. It's terrifying, dude. That whole that sounds horrible. And uh, there's a, they picked up another homeless drifter who was violent and had a pedophilia thing. And when they arrested him, they found a poem about John Bonet in his backpack. He was three. It was three years after she died. Um, so he went to jail for being a fucking multiple count violent psycho. Um, his DNA didn't match either, so it wasn't him. Um, that's the thing is they're hung up on this unidentified DNA. And the documentary was three hours long. At the end, they go, so we may never know who did it. And I was like, I'm so glad I watched this. Well, dude, just if they find the person who has matching DNA, doesn't mean they found the person who killed her. Oh, I know. But I was just like, I knew no one's been arrested for this. So it was dumb of me to watch it anyway and get upset at the end when they didn't have an answer for me. But dude, I don't think that it was the parents. That doesn't seem logical. Dude, they're the only ones, man. What the fuck is the point? They at least had some involvement or something. I don't know. But what do they get out of their daughter dying? Dude, I don't what do you get out of anyone fucking dying? Like straight like up nothing. Money or something or Dude, I don't something. know, man. You I don't get know. something out of it. You don't just want to kill your daughter for It no could have been a 100% accident and they could have just been like we have to cover it up. Yeah, okay. How that... else does she get put in their basement wine cellar? And also why would the police why would they not say like, "Oh, here's this room. Maybe we should check it." Very convenient that it was only after the police were gone that the father found her. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of a huge thing. Right? Money yeah. does stuff to you, man. I mean... It's just, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. That is crazy. And so, like I was saying, I love me a good mystery. <laughs> I especially love me a good murder mystery. That makes me want to not, like live in this world yeah it has made me a little more tense with people because <laughs> i'm just always like did you kill john bonnet <laughs> <laughs> like that makes me want to go and like take the people that i care about most and um, form your warehouse commune yeah and go live in the woods and like just protect them well see here's the other part of that have you seen that movie the village <laughs> yeah is that it just becomes it gets fucked up like <laughs> I just watched a, a science fiction series the other day that's this uh, group of, like, humans is sent on a ship 
um, like a colony of them, and the ship is a hundred years. They're supposed to like it's going to take them to get to this planet, um, and everything's going fine for fifty years until fifty years in, someone gets murdered on the ship. And yeah, was, what shows this? I don't remember, but I is mean, it, fifty years from now, you're commune. Is it on TV? You get one sassy person. I don't know. Is it on cable? <clears throat> I read the description. Was like, I gotta watch it. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. What was it called? It was called like Rugrats. <laughs> Rugrats go to Paris or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember seeing like ads for it on YouTube. I heard it was a good show. Yeah. See. Was it good? So, uh, I don't know. I haven't. Wa- I, like, oh. I read the abstract. I'm going to watch it. Oh, oh! I thought you said you did watch it. No, but that's what I'm saying. Your relation to your commune, 50 years down the line, you get one heated. You find I mean, Jeremiah dude, recorded the wrong thing. I mean, like, I honestly feel unsafe, like in the world. I feel terrified of the world. <laughs> I don't think that that's fair. See, it doesn't make me feel that. It just makes me feel a little bit more like I want to ask more questions of things. It makes me feel terrified for everybody around me. Doesn't I'm not really scared for myself. It's sort of me like thinking less of people, I think. Well, I mean, I don't pe- think very highly of people. Of every person. Like of the every bad people. people and the good people. Mm, because why, like, Why the good people do you think less of? Because I don't think that they could handle themselves like defend themselves yeah i mean i know for sure if there was a murder in my house or just handle the situation i would get out of there i mean like, you i don't would think be, i would make like it. in my world in my ideas you're the one who got murdered and obviously because you can't protect yourself yeah yeah i couldn't i wouldn't get murdered because i know how to protect myself uh-huh <laughs> so say i take this hammer and i swing it right at your what? head <laughs> good job protecting oh my god Oh my god! <laughs> Quick, yeah. put his body in the wine cellar, and then when the police get here, I'll say I can't find him, and then I'll miraculously find him when they should, when they're gone. Yeah, you know, like I, you hear all these scary ass stories of all these people getting fucking like raped and murdered, and it's like, oh my f- god, I didn't tell you the other one, did I? Oh god, dude, I don't. No, know. this one's this girl didn't die. I don't know if I want to hear it, dude. No, the police prevailed in everything. This girl was a fucking did everything right survivor. It's the fucking bomb dude okay the other part of this is what you need to know about this is all of these instances they they seem like you can apply them on a large level but think about the actual minuscule amount this actually is happening you really are safe dude i think the fucked up thing is that it happens more than you think well it happens a lot but i'm still saying if you look pretty good i don't think it our is. odds are pretty good i don't think it is I so think this girl it was on the show i survived oh my god and she moves into this apartment complex because it's notoriously safe it has this really high tech like oh security force and everything that's notorious for being the safest security force i know i know not the best example nipple yep okay great <laughs> great jason that's <laughs> i know um so then she's sleeping and she wakes up and some dude in a ski mask is straight kneeling on her chest um with a knife and he's getting ready to rape her and like uh, kill her i guess and they struggle she immediately says like well either i fucking die now or i fight back so she starts fighting back like heroically he's also saying her first name when he's doing this oh Um, shit important part they're fighting, struggling, and he cuts her from up in her cheek, down her throat, slicing like her, like, it's an important 
part of her neck, mm-hmm. like her jugular or something. Um, and she like stumbles into the bathroom um, and barricades the door, and he can't get it open. And she calls the police from in there, um, and is on the phone with the police saying, "There's blood everywhere. I, I'm dying. You have to send someone. This is what happened. Like I was attacked. Blah blah blah." And the dispatcher goes, "Okay." There's an ambulance and a squad car within five minutes of you. All you have to do is stay on the phone with me for five minutes, and you're going to live. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. And she can't get out of the bathroom also because there's so much blood she can't open the door. She can't grip this like the handle. Mm-hmm. So she's holding – she's keeping well, pressure on it. Why would she want to get out of the bathroom? Well, because the, the, she – the guy's gone Like oh. she, because when he heard her call the police, he bolted. Oh, um, shit. So she's like um, – Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're like, all right, they're going to be there soon. And she hears a knock on her door. Uh-huh. And the guy goes, hey, it's a security guard. Like, it's me. I just saw some dude. He left your house. And I saw him coming out. And he attacked me. Like, are you okay? Like, just let me in so I, like, so I can help you. And she, on the, to the dispatcher, says, okay, well, a security guard from my complex is here. I'm going to go. I'm going to let him in. And the dispatcher says, I don't think you should do that yeah um oh, and she goes no 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 no. he's from here and he goes like we'll say carla he says like carla like it's me like you can trust me like just open the door like i need you to open the door like oh, this fuck. seems really serious um and she, the dispatcher's like look like i'm just gonna say like they're really close i would not open the door i wouldn't do it um and she's like okay okay i'm gonna trust you and the guy's like please open the door like please just let me in. Like I want, I want to help you. Um, and then the police show up, the security guards there. Um, it was the security guard. And he's got blood all over him and everything. And he's like, I was attacked, blah, blah, blah. The guy ran, he beelined into the woods right over there. You can see. And they go, okay, cool. And they get her, put her in the ambulance, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they go to the woods and there's no trace of this guy. And immediately the officer goes, it was, get that security guard, put him in a room, put him in a room, test the blood, or like get the blood it's her blood oh fuck they shit. strip him and he has all of his pubes shaved because he was gonna because when he was gonna rape her he didn't want to leave any hair behind yeah. and so he knew her name because he was her security guard and he had been planning to do this oh fuck and she lived he was coming in there to kill her because the police were on their way and she knew or he knew he could possibly be identified yeah um and that's his dispatcher just by going i don't think you should let that person in Dude, that's the dish bat, the dispatcher. Fucking hero. The hero. They are best friends to this day. Um, like that guy was like he like was ordained and married her at her wedding. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck, that's that's crazy, dude. That's that is the like such a fucking uplifting story. I don't know if it's uplifting. She straight but... up won. Yeah, with but... what like one thousand to one odds that she could have possibly won that. Still, t- it's very scary, but holy shit what a fucking amazing person yeah yeah god damn and fuck that dude good god yeah mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> but seriously that 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 woman rules that woman does rule. in the episode of i survived you she shows you the scar it's crazy <laughs> it goes straight down her face down her neck i believe you <laughs> god damn everyone be safe (laughs) yeah please (laughs) come to my shows (laughs) i don't talk about this on the shows get out of the way on here um but 
thank you for listening to Board to Life once again. Yeah. I hope you got uh, something out of this. Something out of this, whether it's tactics to survive, <laughs> maybe thinking in your head, I shouldn't let that person in. It's this a good mantra of, to kind of have. This is sort of a darker episode. It started off happy and then it got darker. It was mostly my fault with the whole, like, I had a dream I was dying. That's okay. In the Civil War. <laughs> and I was on the Confederate side. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, hmm, this seems out of character. And I was not upset about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so rate, subscribe for <laughs> Board of Life. Go to borderlifepodcast.com for all your border life needs. Go to austinblaylock.com for all your Austin Blaylock needs. Dates. Um, very exciting. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We love doing it. Yeah. It's nice knowing that you guys enjoy it too. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you later.